I'm Sava Malik and this is a mini mental. Ramadan Mubarak. It's not going to be a normal Ramadan and I actually got really emotional on the second day just thinking about how it's going to be a lonely one and even though there's a lot of virtual events it's just not the same when you don't have any iftars and you know tarawih at the mosque. It's just it's tough. And it's okay to say that. We don't have to pretend that, oh, it's fine, it's fine, because it's not. And if you're interested on how mental health affects your ability to fast, or particularly mine and my experience with it, I'll link an article below that I wrote last year and that I actually had to reread myself because each year I think, oh, I can fast. And when I do and I try, I end up getting manic. So that went on for a couple of years and it felt like I just wasn't getting the lesson. So I wrote an article about it. It's titled Behind the Scenes of a Muslim Bipolar's Ramadan. Feel free to go and read it and maybe it'll offer you some insight as well. So this week's mini mental is a dua hack for stress. Ya hayyu ya qayyum bi rahmatika astaghithu aslih li sha'ni kullahu wa la takilni ila nafsi tarfata ayn O the ever living one O the eternal one by your mercy i call on you to set right all my affairs and do not leave me in charge of my soul even for the blinking of an eye I don't know about you, but that dua calms me down so much, especially when I'm so stressed out and I feel like I'm losing it all, even though I like to think that I've got this and I can handle it and I can control it. But slowly, slowly, I feel like the situation is slipping away like sand through my fingers. So saying this dua really makes me feel like, okay, I'm throwing my hands up in the air, but not in a kind of a passive way where I'm giving up control, but rather I'm turning to Allah who is actually in control of all my affairs. And if you don't believe that, that, you know what, there's a higher power who is actually in control, who has all the wisdom, well, just look at where we're in. A pandemic that you and I did not see coming. None of us could have imagined that our life would change like this. Like yesterday, finally the library opened and I went there after one year and one month. And I think that was the hardest thing for me during the pandemic, not being able to go to the library and to the mosque. Because those are my two havens. Those are my two spots where I feel like I can just relax and connect with my soul and mind. We live in a society where we think that I got this and I'm in control and if I want to change something, all I have to do is just have the right mindset and everything will be fine. Well, that doesn't always work. And I realized that actually I don't got this. I don't have all the control and instead it's actually Allah who's got me. Allah is the ultimate one who has the ultimate power. He's the one who's ever living and he's the eternal one. My problems are not going to be here forever. They are not eternal. Allah is. And turning to Him is so reassuring for me. Now, it's hard to submit in a society where we're all about personal power and individualism. But think about it. We already submit to so many things, yet we don't recognize it. For example, our feelings. We allow our feelings to get so big that we think if something feels good, 
and I'm happy with it, then that must mean it's right and I should do it. And if something feels really hard and tough and I don't like it, then I shouldn't do it. Well, think about working out. It's not always fun. There's a lot of pain. But if you really want to be healthy, you know that that pain is good. And think about addictions. Of course, they feel good. They give you a high, but that is actually detrimental. We make, we submit to our feelings. We submit to our desires. We kind of make a quote unquote God out of it. So already we submit Other examples are like social media or what people think of us, our bodies. It can go on and on and it changes from one person to another. But the fact is that we already, as humans, we submit. And if we don't actively choose to submit to something that is good for us, that we are naturally inclined to obey and worship then we're going to replace it with something else. So it's up to you. What do you want to submit to? To Allah, who actually, who's your creator, who cares for you, who can ultimately help you or something that is just on the same plane as you, you know, who has the same power as you, even less, and who can't really help you at the end of the day. So the dua again is, Ya Hayu Ya Qayyum, Birahmatika Astaghithu, Aslihli Shatni, Kullahu, Wala Takilni, Ila Nafsi, Tarfata Ain. I don't know about you, but each time I say the dua, I feel like I've placed a warm blanket over my quivering heart that is shaking because I just cannot handle the pressure right now. O ever-living one, O eternal one, by your mercy, I call on you. I call on you to fix all my problems, to make all my affairs right, and please don't leave me alone even, even for the blinking of an eye. When I say I call on you, it doesn't mean that dua is like a genie in the bottle. That if I make a wish, it has to come true. It must come true. And if it doesn't, then you know what? This dua thing doesn't work for me. When I pray to Allah, He answers it in a way that is best for me. Maybe I ask for a job or marrying someone or having kids or having a home or a car, anything like that. And I ask Allah, I ask him, I beg him, I pray to him, but I don't get it. But sometimes when he withholds something, when he doesn't give it to you, that is actually best for you. Maybe you want to get married to someone and you're just praying like mad, but it doesn't happen. And who knows, maybe not marrying that person was actually the best thing for you. Just because you couldn't see it doesn't mean that it's not true. Now, making this dua doesn't mean that I'm being passive, I'm throwing my hands up in the air, and I'm expecting Allah to fix everything. No, it involves work on my side as well. And it's just that with Allah, you can keep turning back to Him. You can be as needy as you want, and each time He's there, and He's more happy each time when you come back to Him. Isn't that the opposite with people? Like, even if you have the best support network, sometimes... Or many times people get exhausted. Like the more you turn to them and you become more needy, people are repulsed. And then ultimately, and they can't give you anything else. It's the opposite with Allah. The more you turn to Him, He's always there. He is not like a human. He's not like us. He is ever living. He's eternal. His support knows no end. Ya Hayu Ya Qayyum. بِرَحْمَتِكَ أَسْتَغِيثُ أَصْلِحْ لِشَأْنِ كُلَّهُ وَلَا تَكِلْنِي إِلَى نَفْسِي تَرْفَتَ عَيْنِ O ever-living, O eternal one, 
by your mercy, I call on you to rectify all my affairs. Do not leave me in charge of my soul, even for the blinking of an eye. Listen to this dua over and over again until you memorize it or maybe write it out and put it, put it up on your wall. So every time you see it, you recite it and ultimately you know it by heart. For me, one of the main reasons I do mini episodes with the dua in it is that even memorizing it after a long time, I still forget it. So then I go back to the older episode, I listen to it again, and it's a really nice refresher. Inshallah, I'll put the dua in Arabic in the show notes with the translation and English transliteration so you can recite it for yourself. If you have a dua that really makes you feel good, you want to share it, email me at saba, S-A-B-A, at sabamalik.com. And inshallah, in my next episode, I'll be talking to a really old friend about her experience with postpartum depression. All right, Ramadan Mubarak, and see you next time. Assalamu alaikum.